0: Oh my goodness, good morning, good afternoon, whatever it is for you, I hope you're having a fantastic day. My name is Zach Schaumler, this is Strong Opinion Sports, episode 551. Today's episode is entirely about the TV show on Netflix called Quarterback. Um, Before we get into the TV show, I want to address four different types of people, and as you listen to me talk, you'll realize which one of the four you are. So first of all, if you're on the fence about whether or not you're going to watch this TV show on Netflix, I think this episode is perfect for you because I'm going to share some of the key stuff that I saw while watching and also kind of give you some stuff maybe to look for, things that are entertaining that are are, are fun storylines to follow while you watch the show. But I am going to spoil part of what happens, and I like I, spoiler is a, an interesting term because the TV show, Quarterback, covers the football season from last year, right? It's it's highlighting the Vikings, the Falcons, Kirk Cousins, Patrick Mahomes, and Marcus Mariota, and all that stuff is public knowledge. We know what happens. We know that the Vikings had a crazy comeback against the Colts, stuff like that. So I don't know if you can spoil exactly a show like this, but there certainly are things I'm going to share. And if you are super duper sensitive to spoilers and you have not watched the TV show, Quarterback on Netflix, then... Maybe go watch the show and circle back and listen to what I have to say. I'm going to cover all eight episodes here. And if you're not going to watch the show or you don't have Netflix and don't plan to watch it, then definitely you should listen to what I have to say, because there's a lot of good nuggets that are shared during the show about these quarterbacks and about football in general that I'm going to share on this podcast and kind of share my notes here. So if you have no interest in ever watching that TV show, listen to what I have to say, because I think you'll learn something about the people I'm going to talk about And if you've already watched the TV show Quarterback on Netflix, then I hope you enjoy it because I, as a, I love podcasts. They're like my favorite thing to listen to. I always have one in my ears, whether I'm doing dishes or laundry or going on long walks. No matter what I do, I try to have a podcast in my ears at all times. And when I watch a TV show I love or a movie I love, I go to try to find a podcast about said thing. Like I... Uh, I just watched the TV show The Bear, and I haven't found a podcast yet covering the TV show The Bear, but I can't wait to find one to hear someone else's opinion about that show, because I don't have people to talk to about it, and I like having a conversation after watching something. And so if you're someone who you watch the show, you love it, now you want to hear someone talk about it, here we are. Let's have a conversation. Um, I got to say, first of all, there's eight total episodes. There are three main characters, Marcus Mariota, the quarterback in Atlanta, Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, and the Vikings quarterback, Kirk Cousins. And genuinely, I really, really love this TV show. It's fantastic. Uh, It's a docu-series that, in my opinion, really humanizes these three quarterbacks and helps you get better insight on how difficult it is to be an NFL quarterback and shows behind the scenes on what it's like. And frankly, I found it very, very inspiring. I mean, these are three men who are— trying to maximize their potential in their career. And I'm doing the same thing in my career. I'm trying to be as best as I possibly can. And to watch three professionals maximize what they can do and be the best they can do, be be the best they can be, um I, I really love that. And, you know, their jobs consume their entire lives. And I find it very, very compelling to see their stories and watch all the effort and preparation they put into being a quarterback week in and week out. Um, another Big, you know, interesting aspect of the show though is that it's executive produced by none other than Peyton Manning, the longtime legendary, Hall of Fame NFL quarterback. He reads this really amazing intro during episode one, and kind of what I what I find cool about having Peyton Manning involved and kind of being the driving force behind this show is that he had to recruit all of these quarterbacks who participated: Mahomes, Mariota, Kirk Cousins. He had to convince them to be on the show and having a camera crew follow you during your entire football season while you're trying to do your job could be called a distraction. And a lot of people I would imagine were like, ah, you know, like like maybe he approached Tom Brady and Tom Brady was like, you know, I'm I'm pretty busy trying to win a Super Bowl here. Let's not have a Netflix camera behind me all year long. And now that season one is done and out, I think it's going to make it way easier to recruit quarterbacks to be a part of the show in the future. Uh, Season two was greenlit. It's It's going to happen, and we don't know who the quarterbacks yet are that are going to be followed during this year, but it had to have been tough to pitch it to make this show happen, and we learned watching Patrick Mahomes win a Super Bowl during this show that clearly the Netflix cameras were not a distraction. You can win and be successful while having cameras around you 24-7. Kirk Cousins made the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes was the NFL MVP and won a Super Bowl. So all that that talk about how distracting it is to have cameras around you, it's it's just not true, apparently. And um, I also think it's pretty amazing that Netflix had cameras following around the guy who won the NFL MVP and the Super Bowl all year long. And there are so many big moments that this show captures, whether it's, you know, the MVP, the Super Bowl, it's Kirk Cousins having the biggest comeback in NFL history against Indianapolis. Um, I, I just love it. I think this show is really well done. And the filmmaking is incredible, the way it's shot, the way it's edited. Um, You know, there are shots in a press box with Patrick Mahomes' wife where, in the same shot, they both capture her reaction to what's happening on the field. And in the background, you see what's happening on the field. Like, you watch touchdowns happen from this really unique angle where it's behind her. You see her celebrating or reacting or frustrated. And it's really cool to capture the game at the same time rather than— you know, filming the game with one camera, then also intercutting that with her reactions and her face. No, no, they, they really stealthily put you in the press box with Patrick Mahomes' wife and you get to see from her perspective and it's like you're there with her. I really, really, I think that's awesome. And another cool thing about the filmmaking is that they're able to make something as simple as stretching really, really interesting. There's this cool sequence in episode seven where at face value, all it is is Patrick Mahomes literally just warming up and stretching before a game. But with the voiceover, the editing, it's visually really interesting what they do. They make this thing that's supposed to be a boring, straightforward warm-up before a football game really interesting to watch. Like I rewound and watched it a couple times. Like, that was really cool. And it's like, how do you... Uh, to me, that's great filmmaking. When you can take something that's supposed to be mundane and boring and make it really interesting and really, really cool to watch. Um, you know, the music is great. There are a lot of times where... I'm watching the show, I'm on the edge of my seat, like really tense and nervous, and I know what's going to happen. Like, I remember what happened last year during the football season. In fact, a lot of the games that are highlighted in this show, I watched live, like I remember them, and yet still watching, you know, the Vikings and the playoffs or the Vikings against uh, the Buffalo Bills on 4th and 18, I'm like on the edge of my seat, like what's going to happen as if I don't remember? And to me, that's great filmmaking, when you can make me emotionally invested in something that... I already know the outcome of. I think that's just really, really cool. And um, another thing that I I think works really, really well about this show is that it's not just the best quarterbacks in the NFL. You don't just see Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Every tier uh, of quarterback is represented. You've got the best of the best. You've got Kirk Cousins trying to prove himself. You've got Marcus Mariota, who actually got benched during the show, and to have All these different situations highlighted and shown up front is is so cool to me. And as this show gets renewed, it got renewed for a season two. We're going to see more of it um, next offseason. I hope that future seasons do not just include the very best quarterbacks in the NFL. It it would be a shame if it was just Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Josh Allen or something. right? I, I would like seeing guys like Kirk Cousins, who are trying to prove themselves and have not made it at the highest level and are trying to show the world that they can do. Like seeing Derek Carr in New Orleans this year in a new team would be really, really interesting. Or Ryan Tannehill, who's been in Tennessee for a long time, but the team keeps drafting people to replace him and he keeps sticking around. I think like Ryan Tannehill would be a really, really fascinating person to watch highlighted on a show like this. You could have Joe Burrow as the star. Ryan Tannehill is a mid-level guy and Derek Carr is the guy at the bottom trying to prove himself. That'd be awesome. Uh, another person that would really stand out in this show would be like Jalen Hurts, who would make everybody love him. Um, you know, Justin Herbert's a pretty quiet, reserved guy who maybe could use a spotlight, spotlight like this to highlight his personality and show who he is off the field, think that would be really cool. In fact, I know people that know him, they say Herbert is just the most incredible, lovely person in the world. Kenny Pickett would be interesting. Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson. It feels endless to me. This formula could be replicated with so many quarterbacks across the NFL. And, uh, you know, personally, this is a show I could watch every offseason for the next 30 years. I just absolutely love it. Um, It reminds me a lot of, you know, Last Chance You or Drive to Survive. Netflix Sports does such a good job telling stories and showing stuff that I, I know what happened when I watched Drive to Survive about Formula One. And yet watching it back and watching the interviews and the player reactions and getting access behind the scenes makes it so much better. And this show falls right in line with all the other great Netflix sports stuff we've seen produced before. Now, in my opinion, nobody benefited more from being on a show like this than Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins. I already loved him. I thought Kirk, you know, years ago coming out of Michigan State was this lovable, wholesome, really awesome dude And yet, I think a lot of people that maybe didn't know him behind the scenes got to see him from a new perspective. And I would imagine Kirk Cousins walked away from this whole experience with a lot of new fans and a lot of people going, man, that dude, you know, he may not be the best on the field, but he's like the little engine that could. You just love him. You want him to succeed. You want him to win. He's so wholesome and easy to love. He's quirky. He's nice. He sings to his children at night. He responds to fan mail. Um, his wife is so kind and poised and awesome. And I just find the 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 family, the cousins family, Kirk cousins, his children, his wife Julie, they're they're such typical normal Midwest people in the best way humanly possible. Um, you know, you watch Patrick Mahomes and he's building this massive compound with, you know, a basketball court in his house and a pool and they got all this property and he's building a golf course. And you're like, I I, I really, I love that for you. That's amazing. But I relate way more to Kirk Cousins. He was just a little more grounded and normal. And um, I, I love that. And and I, as you watch these young guys, you know, Kirk is, I guess young is maybe, uh, he's 34 or 35, but he gave, he gave a lot of compelling quotes as he's trying to achieve perfection. He says, you know, how do I fulfill my potential as a player and a person? And he's fighting every week and trying. And you just, you root for this guy. You want him to win and succeed. And at the end of the show, he's giving this speech. He wins the Bart Starr Award. And he's giving a speech in front of all these people at a Super Bowl breakfast. And he starts choking up, talking about how someday football is going to end it, like catches him. He's like, oh, realizing how real this is and how much he loves the game. And you see that when you watch the show, these guys give everything they have. And, and Kirk Cousins specifically, you know, his story is amazing. He was drafted behind RG3DB, back backup in Washington. He's always been overlooked. And, you know, we already knew Mahomes is amazing. He's got all the success and wealth and money and everything, but I thought that seeing Kirk Cousins a little closer, being in his house, getting to know his family, um, I thought a, a closer look at Kirk Cousins was really, really cool and unique. And I, just one of my favorite parts of the show was getting to know him at a closer level. Now, another thing the show did very, very well that I loved was showing how physically demanding the position is, showing quarterbacks just get leveled and hit a bunch hit after hit. Kirk Cousins takes a beating. Patrick Mahomes gets beat up. Marcus Mariota has to have surgery at the end of the year. Um you know, Marcus Mariota's wife said that it's kind of like getting into a car crash every weekend and that rings really really true to me and I've never seen a show capture what it's like from a physicality standpoint playing quarterback, just how much your body gets beat up and the recovery and the work off the field and the the stuff you do to recover and the cold bath and the massages and the Um, you know, the, the training staff working with them on their ankle and all the parts that are hurt, the chiropractor, everything. Um, I I think this show makes it more obvious to a normal person, what it's like to play quarterback and how much your body does really get physically beat up, taking hit after hit and standing in the pocket. I think that's something that this show, um, I, I think for an average person can really, really give you a little more empathy, what it's like to play the quarterback position. Um, On top of that, these guys are all professionals trying to do a bunch of different stuff to get better at their job. And everyone's approach is so unique and interesting. And you kind of see like Mariota, for example, he's studying the playbook with his wife and he hires a private chef, a family friend of his from growing up. And, you know, a guy, he literally played fifth grade football with this personal chef who cooks him meals to help him eat better. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he's on a different level, man. He literally... Got his trainer to move up from Texas, hired him. His trainer's got this massive facility up in Kansas City. I'm like, did you build it with your money? Did Patrick Mahomes build it? What's going on here? But that's really interesting to me, the insane warehouse workout facility that uh, Bobby Stroop has, Patrick Mahomes' personal trainer. Uh, Kirk Cousins has this massage therapist and chiropractor that come to his house every Friday preparing for the weekend. They all, like I said, have this unique approach and their own unique ways they're trying to get a little better. Like Kirk does this weird brain training thing to help him relax. Um, I, I love seeing that stuff. Again, it's inspiring professionally because in my job, I, I'm always trying to find little things I can do here and there to get better and make things slightly better all the time. And uh, you know, one thing, in fact, that was really inspiring that I definitely need to take a, a note from is Kirk Cousins takes Tuesdays off, apparently. When they're playing on a Sunday-to-Sunday Sunday schedule, Kirk is going to take the middle of the week Tuesday off and not do anything football on Tuesdays. So he won't be in the building. That's that's really insane. I've never heard of that from any other NFL quarterback, uh, where you're getting paid all this money. You're the face of the franchise, and there's one day a week where you're just not going to be there. And I really love that. I think having a work-life balance is insane, and when you play quarterback, your whole life is football. Your entire life is studying the playbook, getting to know guys, trying to learn the system as best you can, preparing, watching film. So for Kirk, having a day off to be with his wife, invest time with his family, um, I I definitely feel like that's something I need to steal is to really just say, hey, there's a day of the week where I do not do anything related to making content. And you know, for me— Strong opinion sports takes over my entire life. And I love it. It's the best thing ever. But football season, that's a lot. And I always struggle dating. Like, how do you find time to have a relationship, to have family, friends, to be around people? And and watching the way these guys did it, Kirk Cousins, Patrick Mahomes, Marcus Mariota, the way they found time to be with their families and their loved ones, I I found really inspiring. And I took notes. I was like, oh, I'm going to steal this. I'm going to steal that. Um, You know, another thing is, Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell participated a ton. He was featured way more than the other coaches. I don't even know if Andy Reid, I think there was like one moment I can remember where he did an interview talking about the Chiefs lab, but for the most part, Andy Reid doesn't participate. Arthur Smith, the Falcons head coach, really, I can only remember one time he did an interview. It was when Marcus Mariota left the team, and I, I think that was from an interview with the Netflix crew, but for all we know, that could have been taken from an interview somewhere else. But Kevin O'Connell, I think, saw this as an opportunity to get some camera time and let people into his life and get to know him and talk about Kirk Cousins and edify Kirk. And Andy Reid did not need to use this as an opportunity. He clearly didn't. He's focused on football. And Arthur Smith didn't really use this as any opportunity to gain any goodwill. But Kevin O'Connell took the time to sit down and edify Kirk Cousins and praise him. And I think, in my opinion, earn some new fans, and earn some even more approval from the Minnesota fan base. I really like that Kevin O'Connell saw this as a chance to um, help his own personal brand. I know that's kind of a weird thing to say, but you take 30 minutes once a week with the Netflix crew, I think that goes a long way, and Kevin O'Connell is in the show so much more than any other coach, and uh, him and his relationship with Kirk Cousins is highlighted a lot, and he talks about how... He coaches Kirk by giving him space to grieve after bad moments and letting him go through his emotional process. And uh, a- another thing is it clearly was difficult. Kirk Cousins was learning a new system, and that did seem to affect him throughout the year. There were times where Kirk was doubting himself, and he he knew the system but could have known it better. And um, I mean, watching this show really made me feel like Kirk Cousins is going to be even better this year than he was last year, simply for the fact that you know he— didn't know the system and was learning a lot as the year went on last year. This year, everything everything's going to be second nature, and I think that really is going to help him. Now, <laughs> how, do, how do I even say this? We, we got to talk about um, Patrick Mahomes' wife, Brittany Mahomes. Um, Jackson Mahomes, his brother, was left out of the show entirely. I think that was probably intentional, um, but you can't do the show without Patrick Mahomes' wife. And... If you haven't seen the show at all, and you're not sure whether you should watch it or not, the dynamic between Patrick Mahomes and his wife is reason enough alone to watch the show. Because I, I mean, Patrick Mahomes wins all these awards as a great quarterback, and I almost wonder if he should win an award for putting up with his wife. I uh, I mean, that's mean. I don't want to hate on the guy, and it's the mother of his children, but uh, there are so many times where I'm like, I, I, are they going to last? Are they going to how long is a relationship going to last? I have no idea. And it's not, it's not obvious. They're not like fighting on camera or anything, but she would drive me nuts, man. She's loud. She's obnoxious. And I don't have any problem with a loud opinionated people, but there are times where I wonder if Patrick Mahomes is equally annoyed with her. They're like taking camera pictures a ton and she's loud and screaming. And some of the looks that Patrick Mahomes gives her, she's loud and yelling and he's just quietly like giving her this look and you're like, is he thinking the same thing that I'm thinking, which is that she's just annoying as all get out? I I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm telling you, if you're just a casual fan and you're not sure, for no other reason watch to just to see the dynamic of their relationship because there are so many moments where I'm like, wow, they, they do not appear to be on the same page. I don't know if I'm the only person who thought that and I really do not want to hate on them, but I'll, I'll say this is that Julie Cousins is way more my speed, right? A little more poise, way more graceful. Um, I don't mean to hate on Brittany Mahomes, but oh my goodness, there are times I'm like, everything about it. You're just like, I I would not want to live with that woman. Uh, it would drive me nuts. But again, it I feels mean-spirited. That's not how I mean that. But uh, certainly, like I said, one of my favorite parts of watching the show is watching Brittany Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes interact and not necessarily fight, but it's the little things he would he would look at her and you're like, is he, is he thinking what I'm thinking? I just find it so entertaining is the, the right word and the wrong word at the same time. Um, no, one thing I really, really love about Patrick Mahomes, and I I very much admire about him, and something that I, I never—in fact, I went through kind of a process as I watched this is that after games, Patrick Mahomes has these kind of get-togethers at his house, and there's always people around him, his family, his friends, and— my first reaction when I saw that was like, I would never do that. I would never want that many people around me all the time. I'm a pretty big introvert. That would overwhelm me. But then I realized, no, I I totally wish I had done that during my playing days. I wish that after college games or after high school games, I've had my family come out, hang out with me, spend time together, all my favorite people in the room with me to talk about the game and talk about life, kind of debrief. That would have been a really amazing thing. And I I wish I had done that. I, I, I didn't really have a place. My family, my we were moving around. It was a very weird time in my life when I was in high school. But um, I, I wish I could have had a place where we all could have gathered. And if you are a high school football player or a college football player, I, I can't go back in time and relive those moments. But if you can, I encourage you after games, have your people around you, your your best friends, your parents, the people you trust and confide in. Um, I remember after games when I was playing, I would literally just go off on my own and I would take some notes, watch some film as soon as it was uploaded and go to bed. And I never had any kind of a social interaction, which was like sharing the moment and enjoying the victory. And I didn't do that enough. And I I really love the way Mahomes does it, which is he's not out there drinking like crazy. He's not partying really, but he's just with his people. And – that's that's just a really cool thing that I'd never, in fact, again, my first reaction when I saw that was I recoiled and said, oh, I would not want to do that. But then I thought about it. I'm like, no, I, I'd love to have my dad there. I'd love to have my best friends with me to talk with them after stuff. And uh, if you're a young football player who can do that and have those moments, I highly encourage you. Bring your people with you as you go to celebrate with you, to have big moments and to share space with them after games. Um, I love that. Now, Another thing that I think is cool about Kansas City and related to Patrick Mahomes is this thing called the Chiefs Lab. Um, On Wednesdays in practice for their football team, they have this thing called Chiefs Lab on the field where they let players do creative stuff and come up with new ideas and create and design plays. And I have never seen any other football team do that, where they have players literally creating plays of their playbook saying hey you know what i saw this on film if you run this kind of motion and do this kind of thing and a lot of the time when you see all this wacky stuff the kansas city chiefs do whether it's a a sprint out like you know shovel pass or the merry-go-round thing where they break i forget what they called it like snow globe is what they called it snow globe trotters i think um all these crazy plays they come up with them during that time during chief's lab and from what I know of the NFL, they're the only NFL team that does that. It has this like brainstorming session on the field for players to give input and take ownership of the offense. And I mean, it, now that I know that, it's like, okay, of course the Chiefs are so entertaining and fun to watch. They're literally letting their players create their playbook. And I I I've just never knew that about them. And I love that. Maybe that was public knowledge. Maybe every Chiefs fan out there knew about the Chiefs Lab thing, but I didn't. And Learning about that was like, oh, it makes so much sense. Like, that is why they're the way they are. And honestly, it's something that I frankly would encourage every NFL team to do. You should have time in your offense where you're listening to player input and designing stuff differently to fit to the players. And it just really speaks to how great of a head coach Andy Reid is and why he's the offensive genius that he is. Now, another thing, I feel like I'm saying that I need to find a better transition word, but... Patrick Mahomes is really nice to pass rushers. These guys who are trying to kill him and knock his head off, he's like complimenting them and oh, nice hit, buddy, good job, good. You know, he's really like uh, even in moments where like uh, Max Crosby, one of the Raiders' pass rushers, hits him late and hits him on the head, and he goes, he's not angry, he's just assertive, like hey, you you can't do that, man, and. But they have this crazy, weird rapport and relationship, and I've never seen a quarterback who is so friendly. But also, like Andrew Luck did that. Andrew Luck would get hit, and he'd say, oh, nice hit, man. And Mahomes takes it to another level where he's like literally having conversation with the players and disarming them, I think, a little bit. They're angry. They want to beat him up and, and hit him really hard, and he's talking to them and humanizing himself, which he said when guys are trying to hit him, I think they hit a little less hard when they like me. And I I think that's totally true. I really, really love that approach. Like, if you watch this show, after the Chiefs beat the Raiders at the end of the year, he's like hugging Max Crosby after the game. The guy who 10 minutes earlier was trying to take his head off and saying, hope you have a great offseason. I love you, man. Take care. You know how much I respect you? Like, it's, it's insane the level of comfort Mahomes has on the field, not just playing, but socially with the people around him. And... I think psychologically, that's a big part of why Mahomes is as good as he is, is it's just, there's no moment that phases him. Um, I love, love, love Kirk Cousins, but when you watch Kirk Cousins, he is a, he comes across as very nervous and uncertain, and the difference between Mahomes and Kirk Cousins is really wide. It's not, I think, just that they play differently. It's part of why they play differently is because Mahomes has got a different comfort level with himself and with his awareness around him and all the people. And Kirk is trying so hard, man, but he he isn't chill. I, I don't know how to say it a different way. He's so wound up and intense and I think takes himself maybe a little too seriously in a weird way. Like you can try hard and be prepared like Mahomes is, but still in the game, be easy and relaxed and have fun. And I, I just think that's maybe the the thing I've never highlighted enough about Patrick Mahomes. When you see him behind the scenes, you realize... This dude just, in the best way possible, doesn't care. He wants to win. He's really serious, but he's also not letting a moment get too big for him. And he's joking with the guys trying to take his head off. He is trying to be nice. He's When a big bad thing happens, he throws an interception. Yeah, he's frustrated, but you can tell he's not affected when they go out there the next time to play. And I think Kirk Cousins is. Kirk Cousins really takes stuff hard, and I don't think it helps him. And it's fascinating. One thing you can watch if you haven't seen this show yet— Watch the difference in comfort level between Mahomes and Kirk Cousins. It's just not the same. They're different players entirely. And I know that's an obvious statement, but the way they go about carrying carrying themselves emotionally during a game is so opposite. And um, I, I think part of why Mahomes wins is because he's it's the story he tells himself. He's not stressed out. He's not worried. He's not anxious. I know he's won a Super Bowl and an MVP le- before, but I, I wonder if Kirk would be a better quarterback if... He wasn't pressing so much and wasn't so nervous and uncertain about himself. And he seems to lack, frankly, a little bit of confidence. And I I don't know, man. I wonder if, like, do you think Kirk Cousins is going to watch this show? I, I don't know. Like, if I was on the TV show Survivor, I think I would watch that. But I, I don't watch this show. Like, when I make Strong in Sports podcasts, I don't listen back to them. I, I edited them. I know them. But I think maybe if someone was making a show about me and I wasn't editing it, I probably would watch it because I'd be curious how I was portrayed. And I wonder if Kirk Cousins is going to watch this show back and see the way he comes across on camera and say, I got to chill out a little bit. I want to be more like Patrick Mahomes, a little more relaxed, a little less stressy and intense. And um, I, I don't know. I, it's a it's a fun question. Like, If you had someone make a TV show about you on Netflix, would you watch it? I think I would have to. I'd be too curious. I, I would. I, I can't imagine myself not doing it. It's so interesting to me. Um, so I, I would think Kirk is going to watch. I'm, I'm not sure. And how would that help Marcus Mariota? Like I, I don't know. Would Would Marcus Mariota benefit from seeing the way he's portrayed in the show? I'm not sure. I mean, he seems kind of like a guy at times that maybe struggles with mental health a little bit. Marcus Mariota does, and I love him, but he talked about maybe quitting football, and you're like, I, you know, it, it's really interesting to to see these guys so, you know, open and, and honest about their struggles and what's going on. Um, you know, one thing I got to say is that um, Kirk did give this really, really incredible Margaret, Margaret Thatcher quote. He said, if my critics saw me walking on water, they'd say it's because I can't swim. And I think Kirk has gotten so much criticism in his entire career. Um, and it, no matter what you do, like you you can't Drown it all out. When people are mad at you or angry at you or giving you criticism, no matter what you do in your life, you cannot shut it all out. And I I wonder how that affects Kirk Cousins as well. Um, Also, I got to give a shout out to like the massive house or compound that Patrick Mahomes is building and built. By the end of the show, it's a full thing and they're starting to live in it. It's sick. Like, I, I, you know, I I cannot relate to that at all. I live in a tiny apartment. I, I rent a room. Like, I, I'm so far from the money Patrick Mahomes has, I can't even fathom that. But I am very jealous. Like, the compound he has is sick. He's got a basketball court. He's got a golf course. He's got this giant pool and fire pit. And you're like, man, um, the, the difference... An approach and lifestyle between Kirk and, and Patrick Mahomes is so interesting. Like Kirk has a nice house and they got a a big yard and a fire pit, but Patrick Mahomes is balling, man. And I know he makes more money, but it's it's just so interesting to see the way that their differences in who they are and their lifestyle and financially really plays out. And uh, look, that house Patrick Mahomes built is uh, it's amazing. I, I really, really, um, I, I am jealous of that man. I would, I would. I would give a lot <laughs> to live in a place like that and, and own it outright. Um, now, Marcus Mariota, we haven't really talked about him much because his year was a disappointing year. He got benched. It uh, didn't go great. He got benched in December, literally the day after his baby was born. And uh, he left the team. And Marcus Mariota got a lot of criticism for that. You know, he's a quitter. He shouldn't have left. They had... I think the voice I heard was Damon Amendola,ra the broadcaster from CBS. Um, they, they kept saying, like, I can't believe this. He's a quitter. I cannot, I've cannot. i never seen anything like this in the NFL. A month left, he left his team. I, I think that was Damon Amendola,ra saying those things in the background. Um, and by the way, as a broadcaster, when people use your voice like that, they're supposed to reach out, and Netflix does. They've done it to me. But a lot of people on YouTube do not reach out. They just use your stuff, and it's it's fair use. It's fine, but I don't know. It it is interesting. Like when you hear Colin Cowherd's voice during the show constantly, he's getting paid a small residual fee to be used in the show that way. Um, Anyway, Marcus Mariota left the team, and I feel for the guy. I mean, last year was supposed to be, I think for him, his expectation was it would be the revival of his career. He thought he was going to have kind of a Geno Smith moment where he was a starter, he got benched, he lost his job. Now he's on a new team and he's back and he shows the world that he can do. And it didn't happen. Um, He struggled and had mistakes and failures and they lost and he got benched. And I think it was a big letdown for him emotionally. And ideally, yeah, you want to see your quarterback be resilient and handle a loss and whatever, but um, I, I think I I don't have any anger or fault with Marcus Mariota for leaving the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, first of all, they were done with him. Like there was nothing more for Marcus Mariota to do in Atlanta. He even said, I think I, I thought it was awkward if I stayed. Like they got this new quarterback, and I think it's best for everybody if I leave. I think he viewed it differently. I don't know what was said behind the scenes, but um, he got to spend time with his newborn baby. That's kind of a once in a lifetime opportunity. He got meniscus surgery on his knee. Ultimately, Marcus Mariota decided to take care of himself and take care of his family. And I imagine he was also grieving what felt like a failure of a year and facing reality. And I'm sure he thought about quitting. I mean, it's it's really interesting. He thought about walking away from football. I have no doubt. And you know, now he's back in Philly. He's the backup there uh, for the Eagles behind Jalen Hurts. I think he's a great fit there. And for all the criticism Mariota got for leaving Atlanta early, going to get surgery, spending time with his family... Clearly, Philly didn't think he was a quitter. They, they brought him in. They like him. He's They're feeling good about him. Um, and I just – I'd love to hear what people think about Marcus Mariota leaving the, the Atlanta Falcons, but I, I personally thought it made total sense. Um, I think he's a guy that – his whole identity is football, and I think he needs maybe a psychologist a little bit behind the scenes to help him. Like He, he puts so much on his shoulders, and Mariota comes across as a guy carrying this heavy, heavy burden of – the mistakes he makes, and, I mean, so much of playing quarterback is psychological and the way you view yourself and confidence, man. Like, the the difference between Mahomes and Cousins and Mariota, so much of that is their confidence and their comfort level with playing the game. It's so interesting how I wonder who Kirk Cousins would be with more confidence, who Marcus Mariota would be without this, you know, constant state of getting in his own way, trying to play hero ball, and... I think getting really, really down and having these low lows emotionally, it's fascinating, man. Like, That's what I love about the position of quarterback is it's so much more than just throwing the dang football and even more than knowing the playbook. It's your confidence and who you are. And, man, it's part of why I want Joe Burrow so badly to be on the show this fall is I want to see next offseason behind the scenes of Joe Burrow and his approach and who he really is because he comes across as this guy who's just completely – Unflappable. He doesn't care in the best way possible. Um, By the way, they show shots of Marcus Mariota in Hawaii. That's my island. Like, that's literally where I live. And I thought that was very cool to see. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I live there. That's crazy. I I don't know. When you see those amazing sweeping shots of the beach, um, that's where I live. And I think that's so awesome. Um, Now, I got a couple ending thoughts here. First of all, I wonder if we're, we're seeing Tom Brady go into broadcasting, Drew Brees, Matt Ryan. Uh, Peyton Manning does a lot of broadcasting. I I wonder if Patrick Mahomes is going to ever go into broadcasting after his NFL career. First of all, financially, he will not need to at all. He's going to be set for life. Um, and, and I wonder if he's got kind of a unique voice. Like he, People call him Kermit the Frog often. And I wonder if that, if it literally his style of talking might annoy a wide range audience and people would be like, look, I, I love Pat. I just don't want to hear this on CBS. I, I don't know. It's so interesting to me. Um also people say that Eric Bieniemy, uh the former Chiefs offensive coordinator who he regularly would you know interview to become a head coach and people said often he was interviewing poorly. I wonder if any part of that was that the last couple of years as Eric Bieniemy has interviewed to become a head coach in January, he's been in the middle of a deep deep playoff run trying to go win a Super Bowl in Kansas City and I don't know how you would you know Interview to become a head coach during a playoff run. I mean, my attention would be all entirely on trying to win my next game. And it'd be really hard to create a whole thing and focus on being hired as a head coach. I know that's, I don't know. I don't know what you're supposed to say in that situation. But if I'm a head coach, i am like, can you talk to me after the season's over? Because right now, all my attention is on winning. And you're trying to get me on a Sunday or like on a Tuesday after a game. I'm trying to prepare for the next one. I don't know. I just wonder this this narrative that Eric bien who's now in in Washington as the office of coordinator, trying to show the world what he can do to eventually get elevated, to become a head coach eventually. I wonder if any of that narrative that he interviews poorly just comes from the fact that he's always preoccupied with the season. You know, I I just like, "Ah." is that a fair criticism to say that he's interviewing poorly when he's got a huge AFC championship game ahead of him and he's probably trying to prepare for that? Of, Of course he's not super invested in interviewing for a head coaching position right now, he's got bigger more important priorities. And I just wonder, like, any team who couldn't recognize that is really weird to me. I know the thing that matters most to them is their head coach search, but um, I would think you would respect a guy who actually is putting his team ahead of everything else right now, and that's the kind of coach I would want to hire. So I find that interesting. Um, and then, man, like, you see Joe Burrow a lot in this TV show. He is the main rival of Patrick Mahomes. They talk about Josh Allen a little bit, but, you know, going into the AFC title game in January last year, Burrow was 3-0 against Patrick Mahomes. Like, he had his number and was dominating him. And uh, I I think that, I don't know if there's foreshadowing there or what, but Joe Burrow's in this show a lot, and I would love to see him in the show full-time next year as one of the three main quarterbacks highlighted. Um, I don't know, guys. I love this show. I highly recommend it. Um, I don't think it makes sense to have a college quarterback on, but I would love to show, see a show like this about college quarterbacks. Um, you know, the same exact thing, but following, I don't know, the quarterback at Alabama. What's it like to be, what's it like to be Bo Nix at Oregon, where you're going to class, you're playing football, you're trying to have a family at the same time. Bo Nix is married. What's it like to be a normal person, but also the face of this college and also going to chemistry class, that would be an amazing, amazing docu-series, but- um, I think for now, quarterbacks should focus on NFL quarterbacks, but if they ever want to make a spin-off about college quarterbacks, I would also eat that up like it's the best pie you've ever seen. I, I really love this show, man. I feel like it's made specifically for someone like me, and uh, if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. Like, Look, it's, it's eight hours of your life. It's a little less because the episodes are fairly short. They're like 45 minutes to an hour. Um, I watched every one of them this week, and... Uh, <laughs> Bam, kill the cockroach. Look at that. Hawaii, man. You get cockroaches literally everywhere. Um, but yeah, literally, like I just killed a cockroach live on the show. That's, oh, no, no, it's guts. Oh, that's so horrible. I tri- I tried. I got to clean that up later. I tried to, I got guts all over my desk now. It's horrible. Guys, I love you. I appreciate you. I have nothing left to talk about. Um, but I love this show. I highly recommend it. It's a great show. And uh, until next time, but um, bum bam, we are done.